This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventown with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone is well and fine. I hope you are blessed. Well, guys, we have a couple of announcements. Remember, we do have the Vent to God section that happens on Zoom, video call or meeting. So if you're interested, please make sure you send us email at ventanwithconnie.yahoo.com. If you don't know what this is all about, Vent to God section is like a safe haven for women, women of all ages, race. It doesn't matter. If you're single, married, we welcome everyone. So if you're interested, let us know. We sit together. We come together in Zoom to discuss about the scriptures. You know, we were, we were studying um, the book of Proverbs. So the next section we have is October 12th. So I think you probably, when you were listening to this episode, we probably had our third one, but it's still okay. It's not too late. Make sure you send us email, Aventa with Connie, so we can bring you in. We'll send you the login for the Zoom. So you can join us bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. So check your time and see if you're available that time. If you are, please, I encourage you, I exhort you to join so we can talk about God because be, he should be your priorities in everything. So let us know. Okay, another thing too, we guys, you remember we do have a website. Our website name is ventownwithconnypodcast.com. The name is ventownwithconnypodcast.com. Make sure you um, check us out. And we do have some merch products for you to purchase. We have t-shirts. We have hats, we have hoodies, we have different kinds of things. And we want, we have some clothing for your children as well, too. So um, make sure you check us out, support as little as you can. And you can donate to us, too, if you are willing. So we accept any forms of um, support. Okay, so guys, make sure you check us out on our website, ventimewithconnypodcast.com. And another thing I want to say is, guys, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us right now on Apple, please click that subscribe button because it does help us a lot. And please rate us. Five star will be appreciated. And also write a review if you please, okay? So today's episode, as you can see by the title, and I'm sure I know a lot of you are wondering right now, what this girl about to say in regards to this election? I know, I'm not about, I'm not about to persuade anybody to vote for any presidential candidate or not. This episode, we are going to discuss in depth how this election is causing division in the body of Christ. If you are, if you're not a Christian, that means the church. I won't be talking about this alone. My guest today will be breaking it down for us because she's experienced than I am. So our guest today, she's the founder of Pomian Ministries. She currently serves the Milvine Police Department as the first Afro-American female police chaplain. I'm talking about Reverend Alicia Pitt, fondly known as Pastor Pitt. So let's bring her in. Welcome, Pastor Pitt. How are you doing today? All is well. Blessings. Blessings to you. That's good. That's good. It's good to have you here. So um, where exactly are you streaming from? What state? Uh, New Jersey. Millville, New Jersey. 
okay so how is the how is it over there is it is it it's close to new york right correct about three hours away oh okay that's mm -hmm. good okay so i hope the whole covid did have um declined a little bit than before yeah i believe it's declined um but you know we only can trust as far as our eyes can see at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we are doing here too, trusting. And and it, did, it started out first in New York. It was increasing in New York. Then we thought uh, it's over. And Texas, because I'm here, I'm, I'm in Texas right now. Okay. We thought it didn't affect us that much, then it hit us. It was just, uh, but things are getting better now. So we thank God for it. Yes. So um, you are a pastor. How long have you been a pastor? Over a decade. Ah. <laughs> I actually um, pastored a church for six years and then God spoke to me and told me to close it down. And um, so since I've closed the church down, I've pretty much been in the marketplace. And that's why I'm able to serve the police department, serve the high schools, and also serve uh, the department, New Jersey Department of Corrections as well. Wow. Okay. That's good. Wow. So you started first as a pastor, then you closed down your church because God spoke to you and then you started back up again? No, ma'am. Um, even though I've stopped pastoring physically in a building, you will never stop being a pastor. The title always carries with you whether you are in a church or not. Oh, wow. Yes, you're absolutely right. So right now, currently, I, do you a pastor in a church or not? No, I do more mentorship, like one-on-one gotcha. -on -one discipleship. Mm -hmm. no. I do one-on-one -on -one discipleship. I work a full-time job. I work for social services and I work in the Medicaid unit. So I'm also servicing the community at large. And also, as you just said, um, I am one of 17 chaplains for the Millville Police Department. And through me being the chaplain at the police department, I'm also a lead chaplain for a high school in the Millville area. Wow. Um, and because again, me being connected to the police department, I also was part of a pilot program for a um, local prison through the New Jersey Department of Corrections as a staff chaplain for uh, Southwoods uh, State Prison. Oh, wow. So wow. I was wondering when I saw that you're, you're a chaplain, you work in the police department. I was like, how can a pastor, how did you make that mental shift from being a pastor to not working in the police department? But now you're talking about you work in the correction um, field department. Now I, I don't understand because you, I'm sure you are talking to those people, you're counseling them. So I will see why you will move from you know, pastor to now working in a police office, you know, police department. Yeah. And it's really, um, um, God made this happen because the truth of the matter is I wasn't even looking for it. I, um, received my certification for chaplaincy and, uh, within myself, um, I prayed within myself, you know, God, I have this certification. I want to use it. And so what happens is this gentleman calls me and he says, I want you to come to a fellowship meeting. I never would go. So this is about the third time he calls. And I said, well, let me go see um, what this man is, is calling me for. So I go to the fellowship meeting. And after the fellowship meeting, he says, I want to take you to go meet the police chief. Now, mind you, we never had any in-depth conversation about anything except for me coming to this meeting. Mm -hmm. 
So I get to the police station and he's giving me a grand tour of the police station. We get to this officer and he says, we got to hurry up and get her application and swear her in. And that's how I got in the police department. It was nothing that I was looking for. And by me being a part of the police department, I also have my police chaplaincy certification. So I actually have two certifications in chaplaincy and um, it was all God. Wow. Thank God for it. Okay. So you already have a certificate already. So it was kind of easy for you to just swear in when they asked you to do that. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So how is that going for you? Are you enjoying that job? Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, The one thing about it, chaplaincy helps you to be balanced. I don't go in there proselytizing people. I'm not there to convert people. I am there to make myself available. So I practice what we call ministry of presence, which is simply making yourself available. Now, if they bring up God, then that's an open door. But other than that, I am making myself available and I'm almost getting ready to go on uh, three years of being there. But um, the little time that I've been there and I'm almost kind of like the new kid on the block, Mm -hmm. I have earned the trust of the officers there. Um, The Lord say the same, I will be actually um, marrying an officer and his fiance. He he said to me, look, I think you're a cool chaplain. Um, I love your positivity and I would like for you to marry me and my fiance. So it just shows me how much of an impact that I have there. I don't go there beating people over the head with the Bible or any of that. Um, I go to their police briefings. I do ride-alongs where I ride along with the officers. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have that understanding and we've developed a, a, a uh, not only a relationship, but a, re- uh, a friendship in the midst of all of that. Wow, that's beautiful for you to be able to build friendship in that area, for them to even want you to officiate their wedding. That's yes. awesome. You guys must have a good relationship. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. That's good. Okay. So basically now, because since you're a pastor, you're able to do the officiate weddings because you already have your pastoral, um, I guess, certificate. Is that what you guys get for pastor? Yeah, it's a, it's actually, you get a, you get a ministerial license and it's actually twofold. You get an ordination certificate and then you, if you have a ministry, you get a installation certificate, which I have both. My ministry name is Pauline Ministries. So the ministry currently is outreach, is deliverance, and it's evangelistic. And so um, with me not having the church physical building, I'm able to move in about freely and, and go here, there, and everywhere, if you will. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So since you're a pastor, so you understand the question. I'm sure you kind of already got this type of question before that I'm about to ask. Um, You know, in the Christian community, a lot of people are divided on the idea of women becoming a pastor, uh, taking any lead, because according to 1 Timothy 2, verse 12, the Apostle Paul stating that uh, women should be quiet, shouldn't take any lead. So um, what is your take on that? Like, if someone were to approach you, you know, when you were mentoring, I'm sure if you were mentoring a guy or something, it was like, but you're a woman, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, first and foremost, with that scripture, and I always tell people, you have to understand the culture of that time. Okay. At that time, women were not, pretty much they were not leaders. Yeah. 
And so what was going on when they would have meetings, the women would be interrupting the husbands during the meeting. And so this is why the Apostle Paul, who wrote that letter, he said, you know, instead of y'all interrupting the meeting, wait till you get home. Then you ask your husband. Yes. But the Bible also lets us know that there's no, there's neither male nor female. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. So the spirit of God can come upon anyone. Matter of fact, in, in Joel, it says that, um, that your, your daughters and sons will prophesy. And so we have to get an understanding because let's look at scripture. If the women were not in position, there would never be a church because when Jesus had died, right? The disciples, they got scattered. They got scared. (laughs) (laughs) And so there was a woman at the tomb. Yes. And And the angel told her to deliver the message to the rest of the apostles and the disciples. And let's keep it real. Let's look at church nowadays. The church is more full of women than men. Yes. So if the women were not being obedient to the Lord, then I can I can assertively say that we wouldn't have many churches. Yes. <laughs> and so I say all of that to say um, you cannot take someone's experience from them. I know God called me. And because I know he called me, I could care less whether somebody validates me or not, because I know who called me and no one can take my experience my experience with the father away from me okay i'm into that (laughs) that that was was a good response to that question well it's a good transition to our topic of today which is the divisive election you know the election the u.s election is coming up on november 6th i believe the two presidential candidates we have are you know donald the current president donald trump and mm-hmm. um, the ex-vice president, Joe Biden. And this election coming up has brought a lot of chaos in our country and disunity in the church, especially. So some churches are you know, pushing for Republicans, some are Democrat. And, and so that's what's causing all the division between the um, between churches like Christians and they're not looking at each other like oh who did you vote if you voted to this person they look at you like okay if you're a Christian you shouldn't be voting for this party if you're not a Christian you know those craziness happening so I want to know why is it that this upcoming election is creating so much division in church well I guess it's just because of people's own beliefs everybody is entitled to to their own opinion um I will first start off by saying that the scripture says that the powers that be, they are ordained of God. So it doesn't matter whether the party is good, bad, or indifferent. If God has allowed them to be in that position, he's allowed it for a reason. Yes. So with that being said, because I mean, when we look at scripture, there were kings, right? There were evil rulers back in Jesus day too. Yes. But if God allowed it, then the church as a body, as a whole, should be seeking God for answers as to why he has allowed this particular ruler to be in place. It's the enemy's job to make us divided because the scripture says that a house divided 
cannot stand. Yes. And the Bible also talks about um, arguing over frivolous matters that don't mean anything because uh, between the two candidates, you really ain't, you really don't have a choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah. So it, it has to come with, if you are, as the scripture says, acknowledging God in everything that you do, the promise is he will direct our path. So what we as Christians, as the body of Christ, should be acknowledging God, asking God, God, who should I be voting for? Yes. You know, because, uh, you know, with politics, and I, and I saw something on Facebook, and the lady said, well, that's part of the game of politics. They lie. They scam. You know, yes. they, they, they do all of these things. It's all part of their political agenda. And so the truth of the matter is we're never going to get to the bottom of anything because somebody will always be kicking the can down the street like they didn't have anything to do with anything. So now you have to use discernment and you really have to be sensitive to the spirit of God and be led led by God in regards to your vote. Yes. Yes, um, you mentioned something about agenda, and it kind of reminds me this question. Um, is pushing pol- political um, agendas to your church members, is that one of the church mission? No, I don't believe that's the church mission. I don't see that in scripture where the church pushed political agenda. I don't see that. Even Jesus said, give to Caesar what's due to Caesar, right? <laughs> Yes. So I don't, I don't see that again. That to me is a distraction that the enemy wants us to get caught up in. That's why the disunity, if we're fighting against one another, we're not coming together and, and agreeing on something uh, um, that is greater. You know, I look at, you look at um, Malcolm X, you look at Martin Luther King, right? He was a preacher. Yes. He, he was. did not. I don't see where he, push political agenda now what he did fight for was human rights see yes. the human rights is greater than a political agenda yes right because it it it, it served uh, um the black community who we were dealt unjustly we was we we was treated unfairly so that's the the the, the greater and bigger cause but if the enemy can get us focused on stuff that really don't matter, then we're not addressing the things that need to be addressed, like people being killed, people being uh, uh, falsely arrested and all these other different things. Those are the, the greater matters than all of that political stuff. All of that stuff is just a distraction. Yes, you are absolutely right. You know, a mm-hmm. church members should be entitled to whoever they want to vote for. I don't think that um, the pastors or whoever in charge in church should um, push their own um, political agendas to their um, church members. And um, mm. I also want to ask this, how should like, for example, now, now that the upcoming election is coming up and some people are deciding who they're going to vote for, how should church members view their brothers or sisters that voted, for example, Trump, because he's like a polarizing um, figure. Like how mm-hmm. should they view their church, their brothers, their sisters in Christ that, let's say, that told them that I did vote for Trump or I will vote for Trump. How should they view that? View you that still got to love them. <laughs> 
you still gotta love people you don't have to like what people do but you still have to love them and isn't it isn't it something amazing that the bible doesn't talk about liking each other (laughs) that's true it talks about loving one another you know and he said how can you say you love me and you don't love your brothers and sisters who you see every day the bible calls that man a liar yes so a lot of times we saying we love god but we're not treating our neighbor right and what people don't realize is that god is going to judge us according to our relationship with one another right jesus said uh you know, when, when you saw me, you didn't give me food to drink. You didn't give me clothes to wear. And and they were like, well, when do we see you hungry? And when do we see this? And Jesus said, when you've done it to the least one of these, you've done it unto me. Yes. Yes. So it's according to how we treat one another. Again, people are in number one, we're dealing, hopefully we're dealing with grown folks, mature people. People have a right to choose however they choose, but the But one thing is for certain that you will reap what you sow. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, that shall he also reap. So whatever choice we make, we have to make sure that it's being led by God because some choices in life can be life-changing. Some choices in life can be uh, life-altering. We're talking about, um, you mentioned about choosing uh, Donald Trump. There are a lot of people that chose Donald Trump wish they hadn't chose Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> but one thing I will say is that I'm I'm most certain that a lot of people have been praying more since Donald Trump has been in office. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're right. You're right on that. Um, also, I want to read this um, question that uh, one of our listeners sent. And um, mm-hmm. she's really... Um, is, is regarding to this topic, of course. She said, the body is divided on this election. Evangelical Christians speak as though God is just for the God of white people, and I'm fed up. So what do you have to say about, you know, about her concern? Well, again, you're dealing with human beings. Yes. But when I look at scripture, God is not racist. Yes. By all means, he's not re- racist. And so... Again, how can you say you love God who you have never seen? Nobody has ever seen God, but you can't love your brothers and sisters whom you see every day. The Bible calls that man a liar. Yes. You know, he calls him a liar. So either, either you love God in order to show your love for God, you have to love one another. Yes. You have to stand up for what is right. And you talked about the word divisive. Uh, 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 Jesus, when he came on the scene, he was very divisive, right? Yeah. The the those religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, yeah. they couldn't get with Jesus, right? Yeah. They, they 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 couldn't get with him because they were too full of themselves. Mm-hmm. They were too full of themselves, and here it is again. They were worried about trivial matters. Just think about this. They were getting on Jesus about healing somebody on the Sabbath. <laughs> somebody who who could have been, you know, crippled for 40 something years, a miracle is performed and all instead of you thanking God that the person's been healed, you worried about your law of the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> so which one is greater? Not healing 
on the Sabbath or healing somebody on the Sabbath. Yeah. And so this is what we have going on um, today. You know, people are, are nitpicking and it shows you where how the enemy's hands is in it because you should want people to be free. Yes. But you have a lot of people in this world still want the black people to be bound when we're no longer bound. And this is why we as a body of Christ, we must come together. Think about uh, uh, Madam O'Hare, right? One woman was able to take prayer out of the school. Where was the body of Christ when this was going on? Yes. Because if we were truly together and standing for what's right, like we should have been, that should not have happened. Yes. So that shows you how divided we are because you got people, some people are fearful. You know, they got that 501c3. They don't want that grant to be taken away from them. Yes. So you you got all of these things coming into play. But I believe, especially with this COVID situation, if this has not brung to the forethought of your mind what is most important, I don't know what will. Yes, you're right. So how can uh, the church... Um, like how can the church reestablish peace in the body of Christ? How can they do that? Because since this is obviously this division is happening, how can they reestablish um, peace in the church? One, you got to humble yourself. Humble yeah. yourself, get rid of pride. And if you was wrong, say you wrong. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, uh, uh, I don't care how long you've been in this thing. And I always say it like this. I don't care if you was Pope Benedict Arnold or whoever, <laughs> you know, uh, um, we don't know everything. Even yeah. leaders don't know everything. Yeah. Pastor Pitts don't know everything. And guess what? Pastor Pitts is okay with saying, look, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. But see, you have some leaders, they will put themselves like they know all the answers and know if you know all the answers, you would be, you would be like God. Yes. And so we, we, you're going to have to humble yourself. And here it is again, put those little bitty idiosyncrasies aside and come together for one cause. Definitely. That's and other nationalities do it. That's the crazy part. Other nationalities, they do it. They know how to work together. Yep. But it's something about our culture that we can't seem to uh, uh, to come together to uh, to agree to move for a common cause, a, a, a greater cause to get something done. Yes, you're right. You're right. Well, you made such a great point, but um. Since we are nearing to the close of this, I will I would like to give you an opportunity to add to any anything else that you feel like we haven't addressed to this topic. So do you want to add anything else to it? Um, I would just say love is the cure. Yes. Love is the cure. The Apostle Paul, he said, if I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. So the things that we are doing now, whether we're doing it towards one another or whatever have you, we need to make sure that our motives are right. Because the Bible says, if we do things to be seen of men, we already received our reward. Yes. And so we need to really just check our heart to make sure that we are doing things unconditionally. Connie, if you don't do nothing for me, guess what? I'm going to love you whether you do something for me or not. Yes. And that's the place where we need to get to, not this place where I scratch your back, 
you scratch mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not the love of God. Because guess what? Whether we serve God or not, God's still going to love us. Matter of fact, the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. Right. That That's some love. Because if it was us and we were Christ, uh, we wouldn't have been dying for nobody. You ain't serving <laughs> me? Oh, no. I'm kicking you to the curb. Yes. But Christ did not do that for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. So so love love is the cure. And, I, and we need the agape love, which is unconditional. Yes. And we need to use empathy. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in another person's shoes. If it was you, would you want someone to extend mercy to you? Yes. And so if that answer is yes, then we, we, we got to get it together. We yes. have to get it together. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We have to show each other some grace. The same way we forgive ourselves when we make mistakes. Sometimes mm-hmm. we should also show the same grace and forgiveness to one, to one another. And for me to add to the topic, I would say we have a savior, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. And the enemy which is Satan and or mm-hmm. devil or devil, mm-hmm. whichever one you want to call him. And none of these names I mentioned are Trump or Biden, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ask yourself this question. If you die today, where will your soul be? That mm-hmm. should be your utmost goal in life. So this whole thing won't matter if we all die. You know, God is not going to ask you when you die, who did you vote for? Trump <laughs> or Biden? He's not going to ask you those questions. That's you know, <laughs> our salvation is uh, important to us. You know, where we go when we all die should be important to us. So whatever it is, Trump will answer to God. Biden mm-hmm. will answer to God. All these politicians will answer to God. And you also will answer to God. So you should focus Absolutely. on how you're going to answer to God. So that's the way I will end it. Well, it was such a great topic and it was so nice talking to you. But before I let you go, I always like to play a game with my guests. So um, to, the game for today will be two truths and a lie. So tell us three things about yourself. And one of those three things will be a lie and two of them will be truths. Just tell me, then I would guess which one is a lie and which one are truth. I used to be a bathing suit model. Wow. Okay. Um, I got to think. Of- <laughs> 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 I'm a singer and musician. Okay. I went to prison one time. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So model, I can really... I would never think you'd be a, I don't know, but you know, okay. I would say musician. Yes. I think that one is true because you seem like, you know, yeah. I would say musician once and then um, maybe you have been a model before, maybe when you were younger and then, then the one the going to the prison one, I think that one is a lie. You got it. <laughs> really? Yay! <laughs> that would be so funny if you actually, if that one was the truth. <laughs> I've been to jail, but not prison. prison. Oh, okay. That's a difference. Okay, you're right. You're right. Oh, okay. So that's good. So the swimming the, um, model one, what happened? Tell a story mm-hmm. about that one. Um, well, there was a, um, a local tailor. I was about, I guess around about like 14 or so. It was a local tailor who made um, bathing suits and different things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually modeled one of his bathing suits. Wow. Wow. When you were younger? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. You were just helping the tailor. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he didn't pay you. He or she didn't pay you, did they? 
No, it was just um I he gave me the bathing suit, but he oh, didn't pay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Now support you your local, you know, business. That's Absolutely. cool. <laughs> Absolutely. That's nice. So, um, Pastor P, do you have anything, the uh, upcoming event that you want to promote? Anything you want to let yes, us know? Yes, I do. Yes. On um, Friday, October 16th, I will be having a special guest on my podcast, which is called AP Live, Live Inspired. Um, I usually do this via Facebook. And okay. um, her name is Morgan Williams. She will be my first child guests she's around 11 years old and the topic that we will be dealing with is mental health matters mental health matters and we'll also be touching on suicide prevention so that is on friday october 16th 8 p.m eastern standard time to 10 p.m eastern standard time um her name is morgan williams and she and she is little miss violin of 2020 so Mm -hmm. i have that coming up also um if you go to my website aliciapitts.com there is a free takeaway there um there is a free ebook there um dealing with learning how to apologize learning Mm -hmm. how to apologize so you can check those out um i have written two books most recently one is entitled let it go for your sake forgive there's another way to live. Keep going back to love. And the most recent book that I dropped in May of this year is entitled Homosexuality is in Heterosexuals Relax. It is a book to educate the church because guess what? All souls are his. And we have to, again, going back to love, love one another. And in all you're getting, get an understanding. Amen. 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 Wow, I'm so happy. Um, it's such a heavy topic. You mentioned earlier about the one you're going to have uh, Morgan Williams to yes. talk about suicide and um, mental health. That's such yes. a heavy topic and a needed conversation. So yes. uh, I'm so happy that you're having that. Um, you're having her in, in, on the podcast. So I'm sure it would be mm-hmm. a great one. So yes. I encourage everyone to go check it out. And what is the name of your podcast? AP Live. Live, in, live inspired ap if you put an ap live it should come up um it is on anchor um okay and ap is the first and last initial of my name so that's where the ap comes from ap live live inspired oh, okay so guys well i will have the um the podcast link on the episode of this of the description of this episode so you can find it the name of the podcast so it's just just in case you you couldn't you can't remember just go back to the description we'll have the name and also have our website also in there so you can go check it out and you say your website do have where you they can purchase the book and all of that right yes they can actually purchase the books right through the website or they can go on amazon or kindle and get it either way Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. So we'll have all our, of our guests, um, Pastor Pete, details on the description of this episode. So guys, please, please make sure you go show your support. And the October 16th um, episode that's coming up, I'm looking forward to that. You guys should definitely go check her out on there. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Pete, for stopping by. I had so much fun talking to you and I learned a lot. And I hope you did have fun too doing this. I did. Thank you for having me a guest on your show. The Lord bless and keep you is my prayer. Amen. God bless you too. Okay, guys, we have come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, please subscribe on our 
subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you're listening right now, subscribe so you can get notified each time we release any new episode. And please remember, we do have a YouTube channel, Ventime with Connie Podcast. Go subscribe on our YouTube channel. All right. Thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.